how long should a coaching relationship be? Hmm. So a coaching relationship should be exactly how long it's serving you mm-hmm. as the client. So it can be a few hours, a few days, weeks, months, or years. It really all depends on you, what your goals are, how far you want to go, and how far that particular coach can take you. And the role of a coach is really to be an expert guide Mm -hmm. who illuminates you and your path into achieving Mm -hmm your goals and dreams in the fastest and most effective way. Okay. Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you're new to our channel, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon so that you don't miss any updates. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I have a very senior and accomplished coach from California, USA, Ankha Marza. Ankha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Ankha is the CEO of Speak Your Power. She's an executive coach in communication, public speaking, and leadership presence. So Ankha, let's talk about Speak Your Power. Tell me about your venture. Thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to be here with every single person listening. Thank you. Speak Your Power is my brand, my company. And really, the reason I chose this is because I would love every single person to know and to be reminded of how important it is to show up in the world truly speaking your power. The stories that we share, our words have such an impact. How we say what we're saying, our message, how do we make it in a way where it truly inspires and moves audiences into action, into more openness? How do we impact the world and influence the world Mm -hmm. so that it is a better place? So that's why it's Speak Your Power. And I have the privilege of traveling around the world and normally now mm-hmm. it's really all behind screen yeah. and working with, with extraordinary people, a lot of CEOs, a lot of C-level people, presidents of companies, sometimes countries, mm-hmm. and also startup founders and entrepreneurs, global sales teams. So it's a it's a really wide range of extraordinary people that I have the pleasure of working with in you know 50 plus countries Amazing. all over the world. Yeah. Amazing. So you know before I come into uh, you know talking to you about the power of speaking and why it's important tell me what made you become a coach. For me it really started with some of my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. And these are memories of my grandfather and sitting on his lap in the living room. He would have all these people from far away come to see him and talk to him. He was a priest and he was very known to be wise and brilliant and to really have this ability to 
help guide people in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I have these memories of sitting in the living room in the home I was born in, on this couch with my grandfather, and he would have one or two people usually come in. And what I remember is that when they would come in, they would come in and walk as if they had a big burden. They were carrying a big burden on their shoulders mm -hmm. and their gaze was looking down. Their faces were turned and I didn't feel any joy or hope from them. Mm -hmm. And as I was sitting there with my grandfather and he would talk to them and I don't remember at all the conversations that they would mm -hmm. have and the words that would be shared. But I, what I remember to this day is that the more he would talk to them, they would just start transforming. And their eyes would open up more, their shoulders would straighten, the gaze would start having a sparkle and they would start smiling. And I literally could see them transform. I would see them leave as so different, as different people from the ones who walked in. Mm -hmm. And I also had this, and I don't know where that came from, but I had this sense of ownership about what my grandfather would share in church every Sunday. He was a Greek Catholic priest. And so I would always ask him, what are we going to talk about? And I was about four years old. And he always treated me like an adult and he would have true real conversations with me about what he was planning to talk about. And then as I would go to church every Sunday with him and sit on this little stoop as looking mm. just looking forward watching him speak in church mm. i would see the exact same effect people were walking in sad and more hopeless and they were walking out just lit up wow. and a big part of it also was the fact that I grew up in a communist country. So mm -hmm. I was born in Transylvania, Romania, mm -hmm. and people didn't have freedom of speech. Okay. I could see firsthand how that truly impacted them. And it was so disabilitating to them. Mm -hmm. And I could see that when in the right circumstances and with the right people, they would truly be able to share their truth again, they would totally shift. And so for me, it became this pursuit of how can I help people become more of who they are? How can I help them feel more empowered so that they speak who they are into the world and they live more fulfilled, more joyful and empowered lives? Fascinating, fascinating. So, you know, you uh, just mentioned that you have worked with people across 50 countries, C-level uh, executives, etc. And you are, uh, you know, coaching them in areas of communication, public speaking and leadership presence. Tell me, what are some of the challenges a lot of these people face? And if possible, give me some examples. Sure. So, of course, they vary from person to person. I would say that... There is some level of anxiety or fear mm -hmm. from a little bit to massive. 
to where people can feel even petrified when they stand up in front of people. Correct. There is also, that engenders a lot of different things, whether, so physiologically, they have all these different things happening within their bodies, whether their heart is pounding in their chest and they're starting to sweat and, you know, their face is turning. There is many different things that can be as a result of the the psychology of fear and anxiety around public speaking. Then there is the aspect of not knowing exactly what to say, how to structure what they want to say, how to say that. And so there is a lot of work around that because there is so much power in nonverbals. And so helping people really understand and hear the range of their voice and the power of their voice the power that body language has and all the little gestures and aspects of what the nonverbals are or what I call paralanguage, which is what goes beyond language, beyond the spoken word. There's also then the space that people are coming from because that sense of confidence or weakness, wanting to be there or not, um, Sometimes people think that they're boring because they have shared the same thing over and over and over again, and they don't really want to hear themselves again say the same thing. And of course, the way we feel as a speaker is how our audience is going to feel. So there is a lot connected to that. Then, and, And I would say... Overall, the biggest thing is it's very hard for any one of us to know what we don't know. And our leadership presence is always a direct reflection of our communication biography. So we, you know, we are who we've been becoming and we have all these communication patterns that are very deeply seated within us. They have become subconscious dynamics, subconscious patterns. And so the role of a coach is to come in and help illuminate those areas Mm -hmm. so that you can become even more of who you are and truly reach your goals and dreams. Amazing. And, you know, for uh, the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation, uh, could you give us an example of... uh, without giving names of some individual who was extremely nervous and who after your coaching was an absolutely confident speaker. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So I've been very blessed and privileged to be able to impact and affect every single person I've worked with. And I truly think that everyone, everyone, every single person who has serious fears around public speaking and even if you're behind a screen I you know I still work with people who have these fears it doesn't just mean that you have to stand up in front of a thousand people Hmm. and the other thing is public speaking is not just about speaking in front of a lot of people Hmm. to me public speaking is two people plus so every single one of us is public speaking all the time, right? And so, and also this is a skill set 
that we get to use not only in our professional lives, but also in our personal lives, in our day-to-day lives. Mm, interesting. And in terms of examples, and since you know, I, I definitely won't be sharing names. So no, it's 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 pretty much people can walk in with different levels of fears and different mindsets around that. So I've worked with someone who was who would start going into fear if they spoke in front of four people plus. Or some people are have a higher level of anxiety if they speak in front of people that they know. Mm-hmm. Others, it's in front of people that they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many combinations of why the fear is there. Mm-hmm. And one of the easiest ways to, I mean, there's so many ways to help them get through it, but being aware of your breath is a very important one. And helping people become aware that they're really speaking from here to here. So it's very much speaking from just a head talk, doing a head talk versus a heart talk and a fully embodied conversation that you're having with people. So it really is the approach to public speaking and to communication that can make a fundamental difference. And I use a lot of science also in in how I coach, because to me, this is not just an art, but it truly is a science. And, and And this is why also people who are not naturally born with it can learn it, because truly anyone, anyone can learn how to become an incredible speaker, a charismatic speaker and communicator, whether it's one-on-one or on many, whether it's behind the camera, on camera, off camera. Very fascinating. So let's now move on and talk a little bit about coaching. You know, Ankha, um, when I was growing up and I'm much older than, than you, uh, you know, coaching was really done by a family elder. And like you said, in your case, your grandfather, um, or in the corporate world, some senior colleague who took a liking for you. Today, it's become a paid uh, skill that people are reaching out for. My question to you is that what is happening in the world of coaching that people are reaching out to experts to learn? And a follow-up question is, how long should a coaching relationship be? Hmm. Let me start with the second one. So a coaching relationship should be exactly how long it's serving you Mm -hmm. as the client. So it can be a few hours, a few days, weeks, months, or years. It really all depends on you, what your goals are, how far you want to go, and how far that particular coach can take you. And the role of a coach is really to be an expert guide Mm. who illuminates you and your path into achieving Mm -hmm. your goals and dreams in the fastest and most effective way. And I I think that the reason it's important to have one, and this to me is across all different fields. Mm. So if, you have kids that need a little bit of help in math, I highly recommend hiring somebody who is really good at it and can help them in that. Or maybe it's you. 
you know, so then you coach them. But it's to me, it's really important to work with the best that you can so that you are on your path in that field in the best way, Mm -hmm. because that's really how you set yourself up for success when you work with people who are extraordinary at what they do, mm-hmm. because that's what gives you that standard of excellence. Very interesting. It's it, another just quick thing. The way I look at it is if you think of high-performing athletes, mm-hmm. they are already the best in the world mm-hmm. at what they do. Correct. And still they have coaches and they train every single day or almost every single day. Correct. And they already are the absolute best in that field in the world. Well so said. that's why you have coaches. Well said. So another question that is asked from me by many people is that how do I evaluate mm. my coach? What that's are your thoughts? Question. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, so what I would do is I would look at who are the clients? Who does this particular coach work with? And what references does he or she have? What are the testimonials from the people that they've already worked with? Are the people that this particular coach is working with, are they your peers? Or are they somebody that you're looking up to and you want to be more like them? Because if either of them are true, then that already gives you a good path. And if the references are excellent, Mm -hmm. to me, that's already very solid ground Mm -hmm. to that coach being a right fit for you. The next step is take the time and spend a few minutes with that person. I think that's something that would normally happen where the coach can take a few minutes with you Mm -hmm. so that you go through a quick evaluation. And it really is mutual because the coach is also looking at, and I do that myself, I take 15 minutes and I have a conversation with every potential client Mm -hmm. and I understand what it is that they're looking for because I want to make sure as well that I am the right person for them and that I can take them where it is that they want to go. Well said. So I'm going to now move to the next segment of our conversation, which are a few questions for you personally. My first question to you is, uh, Ankhab, you know, for someone who has been working with so many people across the world, what are some of the core values you believe in? Hmm. Passion and purpose are very important to me. Mm -hmm. Love and kindness, empathy, doing good in the world. I think this is really, really important because to me, a life that's lived in the best way is a life where we show up in service. We show up for ourselves we continue to work on ourselves. I believe that learning is extraordinarily important. And I am somebody who's always learning. 
And I encourage that in everyone I meet and everyone I work with. And already pretty everyone I work with does that. So learning is a huge value also for people that I work with because they already know that they keep wanting to become better mm. in everything that they do. So learning, growth, evolution, and a life that is purpose and passion-driven that has integrity, that has transparency, that has honesty and service. How nice. Bring smiles to people's hearts. How nice, very <laughs> nice. So my next question to you is that, uh, you know, you were born in uh, Transylvania, Romania, you moved. What would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career? Mm. Well, definitely, moving to the US has been a massive one for me. And I was very privileged to be able to be awarded many different full scholarships for graduate school and Ivy League universities and others. So that was a big milestone for me. Another one that goes actually further back is being a competitive chess player. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I have played chess competitively from 7 to 17. Amazing. It was really my grandfather and my father who helped me discover this passion. And um, I had trainers from a very early age, mm. coaches, and they made a massive difference in my life as well. And that life and lifestyle of learning how to be very present seeing so many different options far ahead, having the ability to look at details, but also big picture, being very strategic in what I'm seeing and where I'm taking people, that is a lot based in chess as well. So I would say that's a big, big aspect of my life. The third one that's been incredibly impactful and meaningful for me has been my mom being able to heal from cancer. Wow. Mm. And how my father and I were there for her and her deep belief and trust and absolute confidence and desire Mm. to keep living and to heal that's been a really big piece for me just in that moment when I knew that she was going to make it and then ever since every single check checkup and uh yeah knowing that she's uh she's good and she's well amazing amazing my next question is that from where you stand today What does success mean to Anka? A life lived from the heart, with a full heart, on purpose, filled with passion, with love, and with service. That is success. What a great answer. And a follow-up question to that is, who or what inspires you? Ah. So much inspires me. Okay. Nature inspires me incredibly. Mm-hmm. 
the universe and the workings of the universe and creation and how we function. I really, I really do believe in, in, you know, Einstein used to say that life, you can live life either as a miracle and see life as being a complete miracle or not. Mm -hmm. And to me, life is very much that. Mm -hmm. And if you, if, if we look at even our bodies, they're complete miracles. There is billions of chemical reactions happening in our body in every single second. Mm -hmm. We're each made of 37 trillion cells. And each cell is made of 100 trillion atoms. Mm -hmm. This to me is endlessly fascinating. So science fascinates me, quantum physics, and our ability to really learn and also to bring in congruence and to synchronize with ancient knowledge, who we are, how we came about, what's important in life, why are we here? Mm -hmm. All of these things inspire me and fascinate me endlessly. You know, looking at, I don't know, rain and water and how water has memory, for instance, and why it's important for us to drink it and how we're made of what all of these things that can be big or small are fascinating to me. People are fascinating to me, whether they're incredible thinkers and somebody who has created paradigm shifts like Einstein or David Bohm. Who else? Um, I would say Gandhi for sure. Nelson Mandela. Malala. Yeah. Hey, extraordinary Oprah, Elon Musk, Nikola Tesla. So big, big minds and thinkers. But then also if I see a young man helping an older woman with carrying her groceries or helping her across the street, that to me is inspiring and warms my heart. What a fascinating uh, set of inspirations you have. Anka, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for the incredible journey you have taken me on, on the power of speaking well and in your own journey. Wish you lots of luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope that people can take something of value from this and create even more inspiration in their life and really remember, always remember, that you do have the power to impact the world, to speak your power, to create so much more influence and inspiration. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.